And guess what? We've started. It's happening. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Ian. It's very, very nice to see Stop. you. Buddy. Before we start going any farther, I have to do something very important. Okay. There we go. <laughs> You've updated your background image to the wonderful image of Bernie Sanders at the inauguration. <laughs> what What was it that you said about Bernie uh, before we started recording? I said, you know, I'm not like a, a, a necessarily a Bernie fan. I don't. There are things about his politics that I don't care for. However, whenever I see him just interacting <laughs> with the world around him, the general public, I I understand him. He and is you. Like he I is am. you. Yeah, yeah. And this this lovely picture right here. I mean, oh. this is. This is me at every meeting that I ever attend. <laughs> right, right. I, when I saw that becoming a meme, I instantly thought of you and you tweeted out, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, me when uh, Dave tells me we're going to talk about feelings on the show tonight. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, this is uh, now after the inauguration so we did kind of like a before yes. the inauguration check-in because things were tense i don't know if you remember <laughs> all the way back to two days ago exactly exactly but shit was real it, it was tense it was tense it was very tense and now things are only uh marginally unhealthy levels of tense right Right. Still yeah. Tense. Yeah. We've gone from not sleeping at all to catching like, uh, to, to doing the the sleep jerk, like you know. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dave, Dave was so committed to that analogy that he knocked his headphones off his own head. I shook my headphones off. I I I I do the sleep jerk quite a bit, like that. Like uh, I definitely. Do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I I wanna I wanna open uh with a quote from our good buddy mark because i think he had a great way of summing up what he what um the where we are right now okay yes. um he said i i feel like we finally won the boss battle we're we're we only have two percent health left but we won mm -hmm. right like we yeah. moved it across the goal line we're tattered we're beat up mm -hmm. right but we won. Biden is in office, right? Shit is actually happening. Some executive orders have been issued to reverse all kinds of shitty stuff that Trump did. And I, I'm happy to see some progress, but I'm still not like, you know me, right? You know me so well, Ian. How fast do I want to unfurl mission accomplished banners for any endeavor that you and I go into? Tell people Absolutely. about that. Yeah. 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 Mission accomplished. I, I would take a little bit of issue with Mark's analogy because I think that the, the actual thing that's happened is that you've beaten the boss, right? And you think it's the final boss and the credits start to scroll and you're like, oh, that was it. That was it. But the credits just say like, ha, 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 just kidding. <laughs> right. Or now you've unlocked hard mode. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. yeah i mean that's actually true because now you know now the here you know the the uh the talisman of all of of the boss bad stuff that we have to take care of is defeated but now like the underlying stuff that created them in the first place we still have to deal with right just because bowser fell into lava doesn't mean we're still in a shitty castle Yes, I think so. Right. Yeah. Right. I guess you never beat Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Long, slow drink of his beer from Ian. Um, and, and we should say, so earlier this week, we did a show where we did a check-in. Mm -hmm. Tense. We couldn't really talk about cars. This is the post-check-in. We're going to be back to normal tomfoolery and, as Biden would put it, malarkey uh, next week. Right? Yes. I mean, provided yeah. like insane shit doesn't happen, but that's the plan as of now, right? And as a, uh, you know, whenever you, you post in a car forum or any sort of public internet space 
that's mm-hmm. supposed to be about ca- cars and you're posting something that's not about cars, you always uh, have pick for attention. <laughs> I brought one of those. I brought one of those. So let's just do those right. Do that right away. And then we can talk more about. Okay. Okay. All the inauguration right. And stuff. So I was walking today and I just saw something that like warmed my heart in a very similar way as the events of this week did. Really? Mm-hmm. Was it a, a golf of Barth? It was not, but it, it was, was? Nearly, oh. It was a very pretty, pretty Alfa Romeo spider. Look at this in red, oh. first of all. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so clean. The interior was gorgeous. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at the ground effects kit. Look at the body kit on that thing. It's the quadrifoglio. Uh, quadrifoglio oh gig. wow! Okay, I didn't. I didn't know that they did a quadrifoglio. Of yeah, the, yeah. You, I don't you know much about the spider. See, yeah, you can see the badge on the on the fender right there. Oh, look at that! God, how about that font? That font's doing some he- heavy lifting, and it is working mm-hmm. for me. Like the, I mean, look at the trim. The, look at the trim. Look yeah, how- look how black and dark and perfect it looks. Yeah. Jeez. Well, and the chrome trim around the window. Yeah. Like, it is so clean looking. Wow. The soft top looks like it's in great shape. Yeah, yeah. this stuff just takes a beating. This chrome. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look how clean it is. Yeah. Ian, that's beautiful. Yeah, just parked in my neighborhood. Mm. And I God. felt it was like a, a good harbinger. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Also, how much do you love just the Denver car potpourri? Right? The yeah. Colorado car potpourri. You have like a shitty Acadia behind it or a Chevy, uh, whatever it is, right? You've got this, you've got a, a, a crazy Civic, you know, on the other side of the street and then like a, a Dodge Ram truck, like all yeah. like, these are the four cars in this picture. This is great. You yeah. Know? You always see crazy stuff street parked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's, that's good, yeah. man. Yes. It is a good omen, right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. So we, we texted each other on inauguration day, Mm -hmm. um, inauguration day. Am I saying it right? Okay. Um, uh, and I would, you know, and I'm sure you did with some other folks as well, you know, some check-ins, right. Um, and I'm very thankful to see COVID getting treated like a real thing like plans coming together, like all of this stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful to see actual work being done. And that comedian, Dan Sheehan tweeted something and said, what if Biden fired off like 50 tweets right now? And then, he, then the reply, he did a uh, reply to his own tweet and said, uh, Hey America, what's your favorite yogurt? <laughs> Right. Right. So, so like how, how crazy was it to see, um, to see Biden sign executive orders with a normal pin and not a giant marker and not hold them up for the camera to see. Right. Right. Well, the thing is like, he does have, you know, we are going to see him do some silly. Yeah shit he's joe biden he's gonna say weird stuff yeah yes but you know he's an actual human jenny and i were were talking about this um earlier about how of all like the little details that we have heard over the years about trump we've never heard one that was like even even just humanizing but basically like You've never heard a, an anecdote that seemed genuine that was like, he lifted me up when I was down sort of thing. Or, right. Or he showed kindness to someone. Right. Or, like, yeah. Or yeah. just something like, say, normal. Like, because, like, take, for example, like, his enthusiasm for Diet Coke, right? Because this is, the, yeah, this is what pr- uh, prompted this conversation, yes. Okay. Because, like, it would be funny if, like, every morning... Trump walked down somewhere, got a Diet Coke, and like, you know, like if he had some kind of like routine or ritual around it. No, he had a fucking button on his desk that he pushed 
for someone to bring him a Diet Coke. So not even yeah. like the most basic of basic beverages was a thing he did normally or interacted with normally. Right. Right? Yeah. It's so crazy to be in the public eye for 40 years. Yeah. For I mean, I mean, probably longer than that. I mean, like he was basically in the public eye for nearly as long as Joe Biden. Right. You, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And zero. Yeah. Zero anecdotes about him being like a nice or normal even person. Right. Right. It's crazy. Right. And then like, I think that uh, Biden is um, overwhelmed with empathy because I've heard a lot of people talk about like when folks yeah. would visit the White House during the Obama administration and he would catch people in the hall and talk to them and listen to their stories. And like all of these folks, like the Pod Save America folks that, you know, worked in the Obama White House just kept talking about how like crazy empathetic and how he truly listened to people, right? Like he right. actually has like normal and an exemplary human capacities when it comes to listening and being empathetic, like putting himself in someone else's shoes, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, He's I didn't catch um, <clears throat> any of what you just said, and I don't identify with any of it. <laughs> Did it just sound like Charlie Brown's teacher for a while? Uh -huh. Yeah. And then it seems like it's my turn to talk again. <laughs> so. Because the, the trombone stopped. Uh -huh. The ginger trombone is noising again. No, you're right. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's just nice. The human part of it is just right. nice. And it's right. also, you know, he wasn't my first choice on, out of the Democratic field. Me neither. Yeah. Or even like in my top three, but now, <clears throat> especially now that we know the full extent of COVID, like yeah. him having that capacity, I think is actually more important than some of the other stuff that I was more concerned about sure. a year ago. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think that like, you know, this is, I'm, I'm thankful that he is where he is at this time. Personally, I would prefer Elizabeth Warren because she'd probably be like, mainlining espresso and just fucking i would be concerned for her little hummingbird heart right right because she would work executive orders come on i know right yeah yeah right i i love elizabeth warren she is she is my political idol she's amazing so yeah yeah um yeah have you heard her speak live i haven't okay it was awesome i i went to the thing in denver where she she did a campaign speech. It was, it was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Like, but yeah, anyway, like emotion, normalcy, like a human, right? I, it was weird to not be gaslit for like, you know, for like two days. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is that we haven't heard from Trump for right. Like, right. Like 48 hours now. I know. Which is really weird. Yeah. It is. It's re it, it is weird. And so like it is like when we talked earlier, like it was we t I said that it, like I kind of felt this way before uh, Y2K. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the feeling is similar after Y post Y2K because everything was normal after Y2K. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not like it was insane before. Right. There was just a tension before and then a normalcy afterwards. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I tweeted a, an analogy today about like how I was feeling that I think any parent would be able to identify yes. with. Which is, I, I read this to Kelly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the country has a new babysitter that we're trying out for the first time. And like, I'm thrilled to finally be out of the house and making sure and not, not, not having to make sure that the country's stick not sticking a fork into the outlet or anything but at the same time i'm definitely checking my phone every like five minutes to see if they've texted right right and interrupting you know my first real conversation with my wife in months to be like now do we think the kids are asleep <laughs> right right yeah yeah no that's a, a trepidation a trepidation. Per yes exactly cautious optimism right mm -hmm. you know right yeah, right. it's yeah, I I don't know. 
I, I just, I feel a sense of relief. Also, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed watching uh, the QAnon folks melt down in real time <laughs> as the inauguration kept going on. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but a very, very popular QAnon theory was that Trump was going to declare martial law and there were going to be these massive tribunals that were going to be broadcast all across, you know, all forms of media. Right. right. And that it was going to be this crazy tribunal and and the real stuff was coming out. Right. Like, just you wait, the storm's coming. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, and as someone who has like been entertained by conspiracy theories, like since I was like, you know, 15, 16, like I've always like found them fascinating. Right. The yeah. QAnon stuff was fascinating, but also insanely destructive, and it's ruined people's lives, right? Uh, watching reality hit them like a truck was kind of awesome for me. I, I yeah, actually enjoyed I, it to, to an extent, think, to an extent. Yeah, no, there's definitely some, you know, some enjoyment to be had out of that, but I don't think that we're done with it either. You know, no, like, no, 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 that's the thing. It's going to shrink. Yep. And, but and, it's going to reinvent. Right, exactly. Something else. And to, you know, oh, well, it wasn't really Trump and blah, blah, right. blah. Right, yeah. because I think ultimately what something like that fills for somebody is a structure that they need, right? It's allowing them to put things that they don't quite understand or know where to classify. It's allowing them to put things into a structure that also confirms the way that they feel, whether it's racist, xenophobic, you know, like, or they hate Joe Biden or they hate liberals, like whatever. Right. Yeah. Like to think that like they like are running pedophilia rings out of pizza parlors and like, like there's, it, it's all of this, these feelings and structure that they want to snap things into and validate the way that they feel. Right. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that. You're glad you framed it that way because that kind of brings me to something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is like how we, where we go kind of from here yeah, and like how we got into this position in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been all this like fascination around and I'm going to come back to the QAnon thing, but like there's been all this fascination around like the people who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Obama Trump voters are wow. Yeah. And I, I've been kind of work turning over in my head for a long time now, this sort of like unifying theory around that because a lot there has been a lot of debate, especially among Democrats, about whether that's you know around identity politics, like a backlash to identity politics, or if it's um, or if it's economic anxiety. Remember that right. big thing? yeah for sure. Right. And those are kind of there are legitimate arguments on both sides. And I think both and neither are correct. And what kind of a, a few things kind of like snap this into place for me. So I listen to every once in a while, I listen to Chris Hayes's podcast. OK, I haven't heard it. He, it. It's pretty good. He okay. he was, he had someone on a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about why polling was so bad. OK. Okay. And they were talking about how basically the people who will respond to polls skew super heavily, le you know, left or democratic. Okay. Um, because and they think, and the theory that they were kind of discussing was that there's just like a group of like, they're almost polls are almost now testing for this like personality trait of not being able to trust others. Okay. Okay. And I think that's close to being right, but I don't think it's quite right. And I think what it is is uh, the we've gone from like big government versus small government sort of continuum to the world is zero sum versus a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like zero okay. sum, or you could almost say like individualism versus collectivism too, right? Right. But people see the world. People who see the world as as zero sum, and people who don't, and and I think that that sort of it sort of unifies the like economic anxiety and identity politics piece. Because if you think about, I know for me when I have conversations with white folks who are Trump supporters or whatever about Black Lives Matter or anything like that, 
you know, they hear the phrase Black Lives Matter and they necess- they make the leap to, well, then someone else, someone else's life doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So that life is more important than mine or mine is somehow reduced as a white person. Right. Right. And, right. and it, it would, ne- it never occurred to me when I first heard that, that that's what that meant. And I think right. for most people who support that, that thought would have never crossed their mind. Right. You know, right. had someone else not said it. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I think the same is true for how they see economics, right? Like, if someone else is doing well, that means that someone else is doing poorly. Right, right. right. Zero sum, right? It's it always evens, zero sum, right? It evens out, right? Right. And, and Trump talks very specifically to both of those things. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and I think it also ties into things like, um, you know, social programs and, and the way the role of government, right? Because if they, they see the, the government budgets as the same way whereas someone who's like rising tide when they say defund the police right yes at a small level that is zero sum because you're taking money from one program policing and putting it and then putting it in something else like mental health or something like that right right. but the effects of that are additive right so you're for every dollar you spend on prevention you're saving multiple dollar dollars down the road right and people on the zero sum side don't care to do that calculation or, or whatever. Right. Right. They, they kind of stop at, at seeing something being taken away from them. Right. 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 And I think that that there is, you know, that explains some of the horseshoe effect that we, that people talk about too, of people who are, Oh, I haven't heard that term. So basically it means that like, if you go far enough on either end of the political spectrum, you end up meeting again. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, basically like black block, sort of like anti-globalist left people yes. and far right people sort of have a lot in common and exactly and everything Ex- else. Right. And that, so that is that. And I think that they're really at the same end of the zero sum um, end of the spectrum. Okay. The, okay. Yeah. The answer to that, right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that QAnon represents like the super far end of that. Right. 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 So as you go farther down that side of the spectrum, you get like a really rigid worldview. Yes. You know, that we talked about a few weeks ago where you hit, you knock one leg out and then you're done. Right. The whole thing crumbles. Right. That rigidity being associated with an underlying fragility. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Right. And I, and I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons that we've realigned this way, but um, I think, you know, obviously we talked a lot about how the right's responsibility for that already, but I think um, for the Democrats part, I think that they've done a really terrible job of, of kind of not even like, because I think that we talk too much about shared responsibility to each other. Okay. Which sort of like relies on people's altruism. Right. Like, right. You know, I need to help yes. this person. And that just doesn't work. And right. I think. Well, it doesn't work for know. everyone. Right. Right. And I, I, but it doesn't work as political messaging. Right. 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 Like, Correct. For a, in a broad way. Right. And I think what would work better is just convincing people that, you know, it's bad for you. Right. If the, grocery store clerk gets sick see there you go right right but you know i i think that one of the things around the affordable care act like obamacare right one of the largest efforts of that act of the affordable care act was making people become insured because the more uninsured people are the more expensive it is for everyone Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, like treating uninsured folks can get really bad really quick. Right. And yeah. and having an insurance mandate, which was one of the most like toxic parts of that plan when it came to these zero sum folks. Right. Uh, like that, that like the messaging of getting them to understand why them having health care benefited themselves and everyone else right 
Yeah, I had huge arguments at around that time with with coworkers. Okay, um, who were, you know, very zero sum thinkers, right. and and they were like, "Well, I shouldn't have to pay right for other people's healthcare," and it's like you already you do. already do you're already paying way more than you should be, right? Right. And it was just like, like, do you? Do you think that that cost just like disappears? Right, the- right. Or, <sighs> or heaven forbid, they be one of those folks that does not sign up for any kind of health care and then use the ED and urgent cares as their, as their doctor, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's, that's what happens. And that's, yeah. Anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want to retread an argument from 2009, but. <laughs> No, no, but I, I, I think that what you what you say about individuals that receive information and then their first reaction is to find to see what is taken from them, right? To kind of frame it in that lens is a really important way to it's a really important thing that we need to understand about a significant portion of the population. Right. Yeah. And well, it doesn't even have to. I don't even think it has to be necessarily explicitly selfish like that either. It can even be a group of people that right. belong to or something like that. But yes, you know, they they see the world as 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 uh, transactions, right? Right. It's just right. all everything is transactional. And and I feel that a lot of the QAnon stuff was that now it's time to pay. Right. Folks were getting so invested in it because they wanted to see people pay for the things that they have seen like taken away from them for so long. Right. Right. And I right, think that right. that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. That that um, that impending like judgment day or tribunal or things like that was something they were looking forward to. Right. Mm-hmm. This reckoning as like the just as justice being served. Right. And it turns out like that when you prey on people's fear and tell them that those kinds of things have been taken away from them or somebody has wronged them or people are doing evil, evil, evil things and they deserve to go to prison, right? No matter how crazy those things are, right? They're going to be so focused on justice being served for that, right? That they, they'll make some crazy leaps, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and so I, that's why I think, you know, when people talk about like what caused it, you know, I, I think to say it's only racism, it's only, it's only sexism, it's only whatever. Right. All of those things are valid because they are what you're talking about. They're all grievances. And Trump was just a, you know, um, you know, it's just a symbol of, of grievance because that's yes. all he <laughs> that's all he has right right loved playing the victim right you know everyone's out to get him the media lies right you know it, it, it's this weird dichotomy dichotomy where he loves to brag about how everyone loves him and also everyone is out to get him right mm-hmm. and like yeah this like insane narcissistic like polarity right that that somebody like that exists in right yeah. And of course, like as anybody who has had a narcissist in their life or has been in a relationship with one or, you know, like has, you know, somebody close to them or something like that, that has these narcissistic tendencies. We all know that the worst time is when reality hits them, right? When they can no longer maintain their vignette that they've been showing you or they've been showing someone else. And when those things collide with the vignette that like Ian sees versus the vignette that someone else sees, right? That is the absolute worst time. And the person can be very, very destructive and abusive if they're prone to those kinds of things, right? And so as the final days of the presidency were winding down, that kind of stuff was coming to a head and folks that were folks that were following like the QAnon stuff were making crazier and crazier and crazier leaps because these things were colliding, right? Reality was coming in, 
right? And people are are still in denial, you know, about like the events that happened and stuff like that. And they're always going to be. There's people that <laughs> that like now are like, well, you know, like now my family was right, I was wrong, and now I look like an idiot, right? Yeah. And so. I'm thankful that we don't have somebody at a presidential level, right? That folks like that will want to hop on the coattails of and fucking ride that, like that violent narcissistic victimhood train to, because that those things are just things that are then acted out on others. Right. And because there's this perceived sense that justice needs to happen. But first of all, like it, it doesn't. And second of all, life isn't fucking fair, man. Like you're not going to get justice for a lot of the things that you think in your life are wrong, right? You're just not. And no one wants to accept that, but you're just not right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think the, the thing that I find saddest about it and and most like perplexing as far as like where we go from here is that yeah that group of people did have legitimate grievances there yes. there are things for which that they probably do deserve some justice especially on the economic front right absolutely yeah and what's so maddening about it is that the same people who kind of pulled them farther into that zero sum yes. way of thinking are the people perpetrating those things on exactly. them. Right? Exactly. Exactly. The Republican Party doing most of that sort of stuff. The the escalating tax rates of the middle class of Trump's tax plan, like not understanding that like over the next seven or eight years, like taxes were going to go up for the middle class as part of his tax plan, right? Like lower income and middle taxes were going to rise, right? Um, Like, yeah, like that kind of stuff, like that happened, like that happened from daddy. Daddy did that, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, even just basic shit, like making sure that half a million people don't die of a disease. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. you right. know, like that's a pretty clear example of a reason to be mad at your government. Right. Um, right. And an example that the people in power don't give two shits about you. Right. Right. But that is, it's such a bigger quagmire that it's a lot easier to be mad at a neighborhood pizza joint in DC. Right. Right? Exactly. Right. And walk in there with a goddamn gun and demand to see the freezer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been some crazy shit that's happened, man. Right. And isn't it weird? Just like, okay, All right. So you wake up right in the morning. Like, let's say you wake up before the kids wake up. Right. You're turning into an old man, as am I. You got to pee. Right. Okay. You're sitting on the toity because it's morning time and you're sitting. And I personally always sit. Right. Um. And your thumb is hovering over like the CNN bookmark, right? Mm. Or the Twitter icon, right? That moment where you haven't hit the thing yet, right? Right. That feeling that you have while your thumb is there and you're about to find out what shitty thing or to what degree a shitty thing happened, right? Like you don't know, but you just know that there's nothing fun on the end of that click, right? Right. There's nothing really to be too happy about, right? But you're you're hovering and you're going to click it, right? You're going to click it. So now, right, we're hovering and that feeling is a little bit different, right? I breathe differently during those moments. I Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be good. Right. I'm just I'm just saying it's different, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel different yet for me. <laughs> I, right. Like I'm still, I feel like I'm still on orange or whatever color. I you know. I do too. I do too. Right? Yeah. Right. It it, it like we've moved down like one DefCon, right? But yeah. it, but but still, like we have been living in that for so long, right? Mm-hmm. That it's just hard to just 
and, and it's justified that we don't just go, right? Or fucking mission accomplished banner, right? That's no, right? right? When I'm not doing that, then shit's been bad for a while. Yeah. Right? Well, and I mean, again, like 4,000 people died yesterday. Jesus like Christ. It's, it's <laughs> right. It's still, right. it's still really bad. We right. have all of, best case is we have all the problems we did in 2016. Right. Plus a pandemic. Right. Exactly. There's been almost nothing done to control. So. Right. I mean, did you see the thing where they were like <laughs> the, the Biden team like found, you know, got a hold finally of the Trump administration's vaccine rollout plan. I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, the news was that they got, they finally received the plan because, you know, they didn't participate in the transition thing. So they got right. it yesterday. Right. When they and opened the file cabinet and found it or whatever. Right. There isn't one. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. I There's then, no, yes, I did no hear plan that. for vaccine. Yeah. rollout. Right. No plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. So it's just been left to individual states, individual hospitals, mm-hmm. individual individual municip- municipalities, right? Yeah. Yeah. So right. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Government by entropy. Right. Uh, I would say is a failed experiment. Yeah. It, you know what? Yeah, that's that is a good that is a good way of looking at it. Government by entropy. Right. Yeah, it was you know, purposefully not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. This is, <laughs> this was the equivalent of acting like a, sh- acting like a shitty spouse so that that person breaks up with you instead of you breaking up with them. <laughs> right. 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 We or had to, to vote it, him out. To put it in very uh, obvious aut- automotive terms, it's just taking your hand off the wheel. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and guess what? You're not in a Tesla. You're in you're in a 1996 Mercury Grand Marquis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in a 1776 <laughs> Toyota Tercel. Right, right. Yeah. So some damage is gonna happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you better hope those fucking guardrails hold up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <sighs> Yeah, no, we've right. stretched that analogy as far as it can go. I appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, my wife and I just kind of keep looking at each other and just saying, like, it could be so much worse, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that's an important thing to remember. And yeah. things are, like you said, things are awful. The pandemic is out of control. It seems like folks have just fucking given up out there. Like I went by a coffee shop today. I didn't go in. I was getting some food, uh, the grab and go takeout stuff. Right. Um, and a coffee shop was just full of people and no one was wearing masks. Like inside, 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 Ian, inside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. People are, people are giving up on that. We yeah. still have several ghouls in power. In, yes. Yeah. See, like, there's a lot. Yeah. Ted Cruz lot. still exists. That fucking guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to say, there's a, there's a, there's a few things I love. Right. Let's talk about some stuff we love. I love that a vaccine plan is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. that's happening. I love that all the motherfuckers that. Uh, raided the Capitol are getting arrested and mm-hmm. Trump's not president anymore. So we can't fucking pardon him. Right. I love yeah. that. Love that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you got? What do you love? I mean, we talked about, you know, kind of the, the just having a human in charge again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, um, I think that's it. I think that's the end of the okay. list. <laughs> like this is like the very, very tiny, slight unpuckering of America's butthole. Like, yes. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we're all collectively finally letting out just a tiny squeaker. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and hope we don't wake up our spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Bullfrog must have gotten in here. <laughs> so, did you, ha- did you have any other shower thoughts? Did you have any other kind of like main points you wanted to hit? No, that was it. Pretty much my grand theory of... You know that the we don't have right versus left anymore. It's, right. it's the zero sum versus rising tide thing, and it, I think it's important to note too that like both political parties used to be in that sort of rising tide. Yes. Sort of side of that, there was right. always people who who couldn't who weren't part of that conversation. Right. Right. You know, but. The, having a political party that is explicitly catered to only that sort of thinking is something that I think is new. I think the Republicans right. have been sliding that way for a long time. Right. But but to be explicit about that is is crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah that's my that's my uh my big shower thought that i've been mulling over for the no i i appreciate it because i think that you you're absolutely providing some form to like feelings and stuff that i've had for sure right you know i i've talked many times about like what killer mike said after trump was elected and about how folks thought you know things were being taken away from them how it was, yeah. you know, an atrocity that, you know, now a gay person is seen the same as them or more protected in the eyes of the law, you know, and they feel like that, that somebody that they believe is inferior is now, uh, the government is telling them that they're equal or superior to them, you know, stuff like that, right? Like all of those things that pe- people have been taking as aggressions, you know, against them. And, uh, and that's been weaponized right that feeling has been weaponized and yeah and i, I and i mean i i know I, I talk about this a lot but i i feel like it's not we don't have to expect everybody to be a great person right you know that doesn't mean not being a great person or altruistic doesn't mean that you can't participate in politics because you do whether you want to or not right. and i think that you know, whether you make the case, you know, we do this for civil rights too, like Killer Mike was saying, we only make the case that it's the right thing to do right. to give someone more rights, which is true. Right. However, it's also true that your life will get better, random right. person who isn't gay, if gay people can have a job. Or right. And get married. Job. Right. Yeah. Like it's better for you. And that also has the benefit of being true, right? Like it's, you know, it's tangible. You can, you can document and quantify that. Right. Um, And I don't think we do a good job of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It be so like, I, I went to a March in Washington DC to protest Trump a couple of years ago. Right. Right. And, um, one thing that I noticed is that the left is bad at chance okay the left we like we can do stuff like lock him up and you know stuff like that but when you get us in a group we're not good at delivering a succinct catchy chat uh chant right right and that's because the way that we look at something is more complicated like the answers to that, right? Like why does, why does a a homophobic person's life get better if a gay person has equal rights? That answer is not short. It's true. Right. So like to package that kind of stuff into messaging is a lot more of a difficult task, right? You're asking people to show their work when they just want to say two plus two equals four. Right. Right. You know, so I, I, I understand that it's, it's really hard to message that, but it's not impossible, right? It's not right. The, the, the thing that upset me the most about Trump's campaign message, make America great again, 
was the word again, right? And because we know what that refers to, everyone knows what that refers to. And they all look at it differently, right? Mm -hmm. The people that support him look at that time when they were superior or they did not have those things being taken away from them, right? And uh, say like gay people, black people, right? Like all this, all, all of those oppressed folks see that again as a time, as people trying to get back to a time where they were, you know, put back in their place, right? Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, though, he never, he and the people in his campaign never defined. Exactly, exactly. They never defined it. That's the power of how succinct that message is, right? right. Because it, it split people into groups with make America great again with four words and especially that last one, right? Mm -hmm. That it just, it divided America with four words, right? Like to try to message something that brings America together in four words is, is a taller order, right? So I'm going to push back just a little bit because I don't think, I don't think it divided. I think he did you know, for all his many, many myriad faults, he, he did bring people, new people in. Yes. To the he brought the people that he wanted to bring in. And what that, yeah. And what you're talking about is, you know, are the same group of people that I was talking about, the, the zero sum thinkers. Right. right. Who, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because both mainstream political parties were talking about, sort of collective things, even if the Republicans were not talking about it in those sorts of terms, they really were, you know, like free trade is right. one of their hallmarks. And that's a very like rising tide lifts all boats sorts, sort of big picture thing. Right. 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 That went out the window with Trump. Right. Cause he right. became very protectionist. Yes. So what, what you're talking about is actually, he was, picking up the flotsam and jetsam of the people who yes. were left behind right. by both the other parties. Right. Right. Um, so, and, and you're right again, was amorphous enough that they could project whatever their grief, yes. their particular grievance was onto it. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Cause he never said my, my campaign is about this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like that's all that group of people is not going away. Right. And they're exactly. You're exactly right. They're still very angry and legitimately underserved. Right. Exactly. That's why the hesitation over hovering over the CNN bookmark of the Twitter icon still is there. Right. Yeah. I'm not like with the the iPad on the toity every morning, like, woo, click, (laughs) you know, let's see what uncle Joe did. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. These kinds of, these people are still there, right? They still have this desire to be fulfilled the way that they were previously fulfilled by the Trump campaign. Right. Right. You know? So the fear is somebody smarter than Trump comes in that is even better at weaponizing the kind of actions and polarization and, and motivations that people have. Right. Right. That's right. the fear, right? I'm really afraid of Tom Cotton, right? I'm really afraid of folks like that, mm-hmm. right? I'm really afraid of Josh Hawley, right? Yeah. As if Missouri wasn't a shitty enough state, right? I was going to fuck you about that, but I didn't want to twist the knife. Uh, dude, so like we had a little bit of time on one of my work meetings and somebody asked me like, I, somebody asked me about like Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. Being from Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. They wanted to know some stuff about Kansas City and and we did get on the topic of sports, right? And and specifically the Chiefs, because you've seen it happen to me like nine, maybe like seven or eight times out of ten, when someone finds out I'm from Kansas City, they ask me if I'm a Chiefs fan, right? Right. You know, that's just a thing that happens if you're from Kansas City, right? And it turns out, um, that's because all Chiefs fans are fucking awful people and Kansas City is a hellhole. <laughs> 
right? The entire state of Missouri is, right? Um, and so, and uh, yeah, but the city is a lovely town. Ian, uh, Missouri went sixty-six percent to Trump, so fucking hell, right? So yes, they know how to smoke meats, but uh, Oklahoma Joe's started on the Kansas side, all right? Like Kansas is any better. Um, and, uh, LC's barbecue is on the Kansas side. So, you know, there you go. But yeah, yes, they can smoke meats in Missouri. Also, they have a lot of racism. So, yeah. yeah. But a- anyway, I went on like a long, like 20 minute rant about Kansas city. Um, you remember the, uh, what's the dead spin guy drew somebody that would always write those William Sonoma hater guides every year. True archery. Yes. Right. Yes. So he, he does those articles, uh, why your team sucks 2020. Right. And he did one about Kansas, the Kansas city chiefs. Right. Okay. So the comments section of that article was one of the most cathartic experiences I've ever had in my entire life because (laughs) everyone was shitting on Kansas city, including people in Kansas city. Like, remember that this is a, this is a city. This is a stadium where they have a, a mixed race quarterback, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Um, oh. Yeah, uh, multiracial, right? Individual, yeah. right? During a pause, during a moment of silence for Black Lives Matter at the beginning of a game, people in the stands fucking booed, okay? Oh, wow. Right? They booed, okay? So thank you, Kansas City, right? And so the comments section of this like article was just fuck like they just they just both barrels just fucking hit a man. It was so great and so cathartic. It was one of the best things that as a Kansas Cityan, there are two things that have truly done my city justice. Okay, mm-hmm. that article and Anthony Bourdain's Kansas City episode of No Reservation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of shit to get off my chest about Missouri and, and it was like seeing how Missouri was reacting publicly, like or, or reacting politically was such mm-hmm. a hard thing for me to watch at a distance. Right. Because yeah. it's so shitty and so backwoods and so awful. And that motherfucker, Josh Hawley is an awful person. And yeah, yeah. So that's. All that is still there. All that is still there. It's still full of those people, right? And those kinds of things don't just go away or just like suddenly start thinking that maybe it's great if they pay a little bit more in taxes to send more kids to school with better materials, right? Right. So, sorry. Sorry to get on a Kansas City rant. No, Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I went on a long soapboxy ran too so no we've got to that 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 like kansas city is like and missouri is like my trump like that is like it is right. a, a borders in which i can direct anger justified anger towards right you know yeah yeah fair yeah. enough yeah but if you're in missouri and you're listening to this i love you i know that there's good people in missouri right Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I've always had a time in Kansas City, but I've only ever gone there for like concerts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have to leave Kansas City to go to Lawrence, Kansas to see stuff at the bottleneck and stuff like that. So, you know, that's where like, yeah, that's where I saw like an insane lineup of like, um, oh man, it was back in the day. I can't even remember who the opener was. But it was uh, downset and the Deftones, and so I've seen the Deftones in a club of two hundred people. Oh wow, that was that must have been pretty cool. It was really fucking cool. Yeah, awesome. it was great. They're not even like one of my favorite bands, but they were so good, and it was so great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Dave, I have heard that you have an FMK cars to kind of close us out. It kind of slide us back towards yeah. normalcy. Normalcy, right? Right. Let's yeah. let's let's do it. I do have an FMK car. So next week, you know, less political malarkey, right? Mm-hmm. Unless there's something warranted. But um, preview 
we Ian and I are IT guys and we want to do a tech show. Tech yes. show nerd scream. Yes. Yes. We it's, have things to talk about. It's been an, on our talk abouts list for a while, right? So we, we wanted to do it for a while, but, uh, you know, shit's happened, right? Um, I believe we were going to do this episode, the tech show, like, right? Like that was the show we were going to do when the insurrection happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so in one, one news article that has caught my eye and has of a lot of other folks, um, is something about how BMW will publicly shame out of warranty drivers with smart art billboards and license plate readers and stuff like that. And it was blown a little bit out of proportion. But as IT guys, Ian and I understand that the technology exists, that if somebody wanted to be a dick about that, they could, right? Mm -hmm. BMW could see every car that's driving by. And if it's a BMW and it's out of warranty, they could put up something on the billboard that says, hey, Tom, go to the BMW dealer. Like, and you, you make this much money buy a new BMW, right? All that stuff's there. Somebody could just do it, right? Yeah. So it is with that in mind that I have written this FMK cars. Okay. All right. This is the game that we play on the show after we go on several 20-minute rants about God knows what to remind (laughs) ourselves that we still do a car show. You're exactly right, Ian. This one, I I channeled you and Mittens Bernie for the title. Okay. Okay. This title is shame. I just stopped in to see what condition my condition. Oh God, there's no way the dealer will pay to fix that. Cars with questionable reliability, even when they were still under warranty and a catch. Okay. Okay. So you're going to get a car. You're going to get a reliability thing, you know, that you, yeah. And a catch. All right. Okay. All right. I'm ready. So here we go. All right. First up, Ian, there's your adorable alpha. Okay. We're just going to keep that tab open. All right. Look at that. Okay. Um, first up, Ian, I'm going to give you a 1996 BMW 750IL. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, Ian, this is a V12, a V12 BMW. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know this or not, but this is before BMW developed the technology that would say, allow them to power the entire V12 with a single ECU. Right. They had one for each bank. Yep. One fuel pump for each bank. Yep. Right. It was, it was like a, cars. yeah, it was like a raid one of engine parts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tech show, tech show. We're bringing up raid levels, right? Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. So with this, every time you drive by a BMW dealer or billboard, it updates that billboard to show a list of exactly every service item and repair that you've delayed or not done on your car yet. Right. So this includes like small, like plastic fixes that you just put off because they're not important. They're not killing anybody. Right. Stuff like that. Okay. All right. That billboard stays up for a while. People see it. You got, you you know, your picture. My dumb face. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Got it. All right. So there is, there's the first one. Okay. Okay. All right. Second one. I'm going to, I got to save this one for last. Okay. All right. 19. Oh, no, no, no. 2007. We're going to 2007. Range Rover Classic. I'll give you the HSE. I'll, yeah, so the Range Rover like HSE. So one of the old, like the newer, yep, old Range Rovers. Okay. Yep, exactly. So I'm not nice enough to give you the Sport, but like the Range Rover Classic, right? Okay. Like this guy right here. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, we have to go through these pictures. Sure. Uh, very opulent car, but um, yeah, we know that they have issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. Ian, once, let's just assume a post-COVID world for this, okay? Once, in every line that you get in, someone accuses you of cutting, and you have to go back to the the back of the line. That is, like, the most 
insane crime in British eyes is someone cutting in line. Okay. Q barging. Yes. 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 Cutting, cutting Q, Q what? Q barging. Q barging. Okay. All right. You must also provide everyone in in line with a cup of tea to apologize. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Lastly, Ian, I am going to give you a 2003 Maserati Quattro Porte. Okay. Okay. All right. Every Italian restaurant you drive by, an adorable Italian grandmother comes out, spits on the ground, and tells you and anyone else in earshot that your sauce is a disgrace to you, your family, and St. Lawrence, the patron saint of cooking. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> <laughs> Okay. All see, right. See why I saved that one for last. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I love the Quattro Porte. I know it has a garbage transmission. I know it's super unreliable, but I want one so bad. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I would yeah. say I want it more than I want a W12 Phaeton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I'm kind of in a similar spot. It's it's the highest kind of like I I want one. Mm-hmm. It's a weird car because I want one, and honestly, either of us could probably make it happen. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, we could, and we know they're not great. Is also another facet, right? Yeah, yeah. I want one. I could probably make it happen, but I know how terrible it would be for me. Right. Right. It's like a you know what is, you know what this is. What's this? That? Is like, a good, like self, like mental health check. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk me through that. Okay. Have I bought an insanely used Maserati Quattroporte yet? No. Okay. Okay. And then let's let's back down one. Have I looked at them on Craigslist? Right. Okay. So like, yeah, where am I in Dabda? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's a good just a good a good self-assessment. You're you're exactly right. This is the pain scale of of masochism. Right, yeah. The the Quattroporte self exam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to have four. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to d- d- just have that. That's now canon on the show. The Quattroporte <laughs> self exam is like a yes, yes. I, I know they exist, yes. and I know it's attainable. Yeah, and that's as far as it's gone. That's a good place to be. Right. I, I feel like there's a Vizio that's going to happen while I'm on a boring call tomorrow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> These three options. Okay. I, I'm going to make the, the easy choice first. I'm crushing the Range Rover. Okay. There is nothing more anxiety inducing than being in someone's way for me like if yes. i feel impeding other people like i cannot i can't do it so to be publicly accused of cutting the line uh randomly would just be devastating to me i couldn't i couldn't couldn't okay. handle it. okay gotcha okay that's Correct. fatal Gone. fatal blow finishing move that's how you it get to Ian. he's interested in so that's helpful true true um I think that means I have to marry the BMW. Right. Okay. I kind of felt like it would slide this way. Okay. I also have a great deal of pride in my cooking and I don't (laughs) think I can handle like dozens of little old ladies who look like my grandmother (gasps) spitting and telling me my sauce is a disgrace to my family. Right. Uh, Right. I don't think I can do that. I'll do it for a day. Right, right, but it's gonna it's gonna wear on you. You're gonna have some baggage after that. Yes, I will do it for a day and do some glorious V8 burnouts in uh in the Maserati. Right, right, yes. But yeah, have to marry the BMW. What would you do? Oh man, I I I have to kill the Range Rover as well. I I really do. Like you know it. 
I I think you made the right choice, Ian. I I do because when your name is up on a billboard with the things that you haven't done to your BMW, you're not in anyone's way, right? Ian, we're putting our own faces up right now, right? You know, it's something we kind of do every day. Also, I just assume that everybody knows <laughs> that I'm terrible at maintaining my cars. Right. Like I just assume whenever anything breaks on my car, no matter how small it is, I'm like, well, everybody knows I'm a piece of shit now. <laughs> Ian, we wouldn't have a podcast if you had a Camry. Right. <laughs> That was an excellent but diabolical FMK cars. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you. I would end up the same way, same place you are, right? Even though I'm not Italian, even though I have no sauce pride, I would be <laughs> mad if someone told me it was a disgrace to me and my family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I bought jar at the at the store that said homemade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we could just extrapolate that to barbecue sauce, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there we go. Well, I think we done did. I'm not going to call it a car show. Right. Right. We were car adjacent. Sure. (laughs) Um, But to symbolize our return back to normalcy, let me just, there we go. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Background back to my car and its native habitat on the shell tow truck from Vale. Yes. Yeah, and um, I think to close out, let's just say we made it through whatever that was. We did, and um, we love you, and we will see you next week with a return to whatever the hell this is. (laughs) 